I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Talk about the VOD and the silver screen. Kevin and Tom and Joe know all there is to know. From masterpieces to deep fried tacos. And if the movie sucks, you might hear them say, There's no telling where the guys will take you. Get ready for a spoiler. Won't say it twice, cause we're already. Broadcasting from the lush but not lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude. This is Real Spoilers, episode 718, and it's a it's a weird one, <laughs> and not just because Matt Bassler is here, although my wife already gave things away with her Sorry. giggle. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. People are like, well, that's not how Kevin giggles. <laughs> His is much more girly, So, <laughs> which is a reflection on Kevin. Not you. Okay. Just to be clear. All right. Okay. So uh, normally what we do is go around the table and introduce ourselves. So we'll do that. Sure. It's me, Matt. (laughs) (laughs) Crystal (laughs) O'Keefe. This is Tom. Normally, when I say let's go around the table, we start over there and then it goes and then, but clearly Crystal has never listened to an episode of of I have, but it's been a she while. She did not know the rhythm of the mm. opening of the show at all. I'm sorry. I so. thought Matt was going to say more. It was just. It's I got nothing to say. Yeah, it's just. I, it's just a quick like, I, oh, Joe, Kevin, Tom, and we go. So, um, we should probably explain what's going on. So, <laughs> we were out of town last weekend for Thanksgiving, and so we were going to record on the Monday, mm-hmm. and then Joe couldn't do it because he works overnight, and that's rough for him. And so we got Matt to sit in, and then. And then Kevin, his house was stricken <laughs> with the flu and COVID, and I think rickets. Uh-huh. And um, and so, so now Crystal is on. So now Hi. Matt has to ask himself. Well, I so I do. I should say I thought I was coming on the clip out. Right now and you I are. Was like oh my gosh, it's happening finally, finally. And I and I. Get here and you say, "Oh, did you watch those movies?" And my heart just sank. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Oh no! Now it's kind of the best of both worlds. <laughs> I guess so. Right? You got to guess so. You know, you get a little bit of both. There's only room for one person who doesn't use a Peloton product 
on the clip but, out. But let me what feed is this going on is what matters to it's, me, you know. The real spoilers feed. Okay, and that's yeah. <laughs> great. That's great. That's yeah. wonderful. It's still a step up from the Patreon real spoilers feed, right? My podcast? What's no, that? My podcast? No, the real spoilers Patreon? Yeah. <laughs> it's your Don't, podcast. Hey, hey, watch it, buddy. <laughs> There's been a hostile have takeover. Changed. There's been <laughs> a hostile changed since last time I was yes, here. There's been a hostile takeover of the real spoilers <laughs> Patreon podcast. So okay. So uh, so anyway, and I, then so here's just a peek behind the curtain. Next week we're going out of town, Crystal and I, not Matt and I. You're nice and all, well, but, but you know, I'm... but she puts out. And so, <laughs> uh, uh, buddy, <laughs> you ain't asking me the right questions. <laughs> Um, so we're going to Philadelphia for a Mystery Science Theater thing. Yep. And so that was like, oh, now it's two weekends in a row. So we're actually going to record two episodes. So your next two episodes will be this odd configuration of real spoilers. I think it's delightful. I don't know why you're calling it odd. It's just unusual, right? Mm-hmm. I have I an I have audio. This is true. I have audio of Bud Abbott doing Who's On First with someone who's not. Lou Costello hmm. and he's doing it with Sid Fields who did you ever watch the Abbott and Costello TV show um yeah no 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 okay well if you have he was the guy who owned the apartment complex okay. that they lived in so but he's a very like you you've seen him in old movies sure. and stuff so he's like a real guy who can do comedy but it's just it's just different to hear yeah I'm doing it with somebody else well I'm, I'm sure there's people that much prefer that version like Sid Field's mother, yeah, wife, yeah. children, wow. yeah, yeah. Wow. So it would be like if Kevin was on the clip out. People wouldn't want to. They would want no. Kevin part of was it. on the clip out, and it was our lowest downloaded episode <laughs> of all time. <laughs> no, I think I think things are you. Hey, keep an eye on those reviews because I think <laughs> you're see some people going. This one was a breath of fresh air. <laughs> It'll so sick it's because of Kevin's giggle. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we'll get great reviews on this one because all the Crystal social media juice. So all her, <laughs> I'll all, be posting. All the clip out Crystal fans will come flooding in. <laughs> so um, shameless plug. Oh, I didn't say what movie we're doing. We're doing oh, yeah. uh, the Fablemans, mm. which is the new Steven Spielberg movie where he doesn't do anything Steven Spielberg like. Yeah. You don't do the thing when it's me and Crystal where you would say the name wrong. Oh, did I not? Okay. The I, what do you change on that? Maple syrup. I don't know. I couldn't re- remember it many, many, many times. Uh, you know, yeah. Typing in Showtime's go Flindermans or what is it? Flindermouse. Yeah, I think you've told me the name of that movie about fifteen times. I still didn't know the name of it. It's, yeah, it is awkward. It is kind of a drab title. Yeah. So, yeah. so shameless plugs, and then we'll dig into the movie. Shameless plugs. Don't forget, we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find a podcast, you can find us while you're there. Be sure and follow us so you never miss an episode. Maybe leave us a review. That's super nice. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash real spoilers. I really have a hard time not saying slash the clip out because you're I'm here. sitting here. Hi. Like, I'm pretty good about not messing that up anymore, <laughs> but you're sitting here. Hello. Um, uh, so while you're there, like the page, join the group, and we have it's called the League of Show Shares. And I don't, I didn't create the League of Show Shares because we were out of town, so I don't, I don't have names to read. So my apologies mm-hmm. to everyone. And then uh, also sex, probably, yeah, yeah. librarian, librarian Cynthia. Cynthia. Even I know that yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> I think she was our first. So <laughs> you can also find our Patreon, Patreon.com/slash Real Spoilers, where you can get even more Matt Bassler 
That's my podcast. To, talking about <laughs> horror movies I've never it's, seen. It's a horror movie podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's weird sitting over here. I can't. There's a real like uh, Kilroy, Tim way. Allen's uh, oh, Wilson. Yes, I, I was thinking Wilson. Yeah, and isn't that it, interesting how people have? Different... Well, it's because I'm a hundred years mm-hmm. old, so my mm-hmm. my references are from World War Two, mm-hmm. right? Whereas mm-hmm. your references are from the nineties. Tim Allen, is, most I mean, of mine. I just spent yeah. five million minutes talking about Sid Fields, right? right? Like, a name. and you said it to me like you know Sid Fields. I just <laughs> thought you had seen Abbott and Costello. You see, it seemed like something that would be I've in your seen wheelhouse. The Simpsons talk uh, do a parody. <laughs> of Abbott and Costello yes. Seinfeld is a, like if you watch Seinfeld as a Cost- Abbott and Costello fan the rhythms of Abbott mm. and Costello are all over that or show or if you watch it with Tom he will point it out the, some, they yeah, actually I, I know that this. sounds fun that there, sounds awesome there was actually a character yeah on Seinfeld called Sid Fields they because they they're he's a huge Abbott and Costello fan mm. so there so where anyway, was I, I just can't see your mouth okay. it's very impersonal oh. Hey! Yeah, it's because I'm short. <laughs> just look at the look at the screen up there. Yeah, oh, cool! There the right. whole time. Well, yeah. still kind of. So the Fablemans. <laughs> yeah. uh, this is rough because this is where Joe always starts talking, and I don't have to do as much work. So the Fablemans. You're in the Joe chair. Yeah. Uh, it's it's like it's directed <laughs> by Steve. Kind of about him. I don't know how much or how little. So I don't really quite know. Quite a anything. bit. Oh, is it really? Quite a bit of this is true. Okay. So I wasn't um, sure how much was true. Yeah. So it's it, it's a it's a fictionalized account of his life, but or of his childhood, um, but it's um, it but a lot of the the bigger plot points are accurate, which we will dig into. So it starts in fifty two. He's a he's a little kid. I guess he's supposed to be what do you think eight ish little coward little eight-year-old coward yeah, <laughs> yeah wow. he's, he, wow. well, he's scared to see a movie yeah. and yeah. He, you do got to ask yourself like that's like that's pretty but i guess if you'd never been to a movie although i remember my very first movie and i was not scared your was first movie was probably like what pretty woman no not no my first movie was actually star wars empire strikes back and we watched it at a drive-in theater and you okay. didn't go oh but they're so big well you must have seen like a re-release I don't know. Well, because you were... I, I was like... I were, was young. You were born in 78. That yeah. movie came out in 80. I don't think you remember... Well, right? Yeah, 80? That I sounds right. Yeah. I don't know. Was there a third one? <laughs> Maybe I saw the one with... Were the, there... Were there... Were there... Were there, I think there's were three there te- Star Wars movies. <laughs> were there, yeah. Were there te- I can't remember the, the name so. of the... Were there teddy bears in it? There were Ewoks. Yes. Okay, then that was number three. Then you saw, re- re- yeah, Return of the Jedi. I saw that one. So that's now you're talking like eighty three. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, chronologically. Speaking. Sorry, no, it's okay. So this is this is why I'm not usually on the movie podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so Matt, you're from your first movie. Oh, I don't know. You, you don't really know. remember your first no, movies uh-uh. on the theater? Wow. Not at all. Couldn't even begin to tell you. Wow, that's crazy. Because yeah, most people remember. The very first movie they ever went to see in the theater. Mm-mm. No idea. That's mm. crazy. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Mine was The Jazz Singer. What? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my first movie, I, I've said on the show before, was The Apple Dumpling Gang. That okay. was the first movie I saw in the theater. So, um, but I just, I did think it was weird that How this kid was scared to go to see a movie. And I guess if you're scared of the dark as a little kid and, you know, you keep talking about giants on the screen. It does it is interesting. How did they present this to him? Right. Like we're gonna yeah. shut off all the lights and these <laughs> monsters are gonna what? show up. And he's going to see uh the greatest show on earth, which is kinda weird. Well it's can well but it's about the circus, so I I get why like you would take a kid to it and 
it is largely considered, I believe, the worst best picture winner of all time. I, I think now a lot of people think Crash is worse, but but for years it was considered the worst movie to ever win the best picture Oscar. Hmm. So, but I guess it's a lot of spectacle. I've never seen it. But is it was it the first movie Steve saw? I think it was. Okay. I think it was. I think that's okay. why he picked it. Okay. And so, right. um, and so you have his gave him a train fetish. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, our train crash fetish. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Got to be very. Got to film it. I got to see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he gets obsessed. There's a big train crash scene in the film, which you, which we see, and then, and then he becomes obsessed with this train crash. Like at first, he's scared of it. That's right. how was my perception. And then he kept replaying it in his head. And then he wanted to. They figure a way. He they buy him a model train, and then he's wrecking it. And those things aren't cheap. They bought him a Lionel one. They went name brand because yeah. the Fableman's got money, right? <laughs> and because the dad's a computer engineer, which is a new thing at the time. Yeah. And I just thought it was uh, so. He keeps wrecking it. So the solution they concoct is they buy him a movie camera. So he well, can, the mom does because dad's not allowed to know because right. he got in trouble for wrecking it. And so mom bought the train set and said, don't tell your dad. Well, the, I'm the sorry, camera. mom bought the camera. Right. And so he's, she's like, wreck it once. <laughs> and then we're done. And then you can just watch the movie over and over again. Um, kind of like their honeymoon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, okay. What? <laughs> All right. So, so, but he, then he, he wrecks it over and over again. Because he needs, I guess, because he needs he needs, angles. he needs different angles. Got to get the coverage. He's, he needs coverage, right? <laughs> Which is funny because it's like even from that age, like he just instinctually knows how the medium works. Yeah, and I think that's why he. I mean, I think that's why he was so obsessed with the movie. Yeah, like watching the movie, the train. Well, because so much of what makes that train wreck scene work is the editing, right? The cutting back and forth between the the people in the train and their reaction, and then seeing the train wreck, and they show it. From multiple angles and and it, that's what he wanted to recreate right and it creates the illusion of you're in the middle of this wreck in a way that just like pointing a camera at it won't uh that the when the mail comes right he's going through the mail he opens it up and he goes my movie my movie and uh that bothered me because then the dad should have went what are you talking? What? Right. <laughs> I, I agree. I was like, well, y'all didn't hide that. No, well. not at all. Because she like pulls him aside. She's like, it's on the table. Yeah. Like, and nobody, like the dad didn't, like, what do we get in the mail today? <laughs> um, but you know what? Maybe that's better than watching a whole bunch of sneaking around. You know, you just, whatever. It's, yeah. It's fine. So we should also say that there's a friend of the family played by Seth Rogen. Benny. Benny? Is that what it was? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. I kept wanting to call him Bernie. So <laughs> Benny is the dad's best friend, mm-hmm. and we will come to find out the mom's bestest friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and the and the mom is crazy, and you know this because she is um, a fun woman <laughs> early in the film, and that's how you know. And that's how you know. Right. Oh, she's bonkers. Right. She's nuts. <laughs> she likes to dance. Oh. And play the piano. Yeah. Okay, guys. Yeah. She bought the monkey. That's what. <laughs> well, that's where you really. St- yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where she starts. But they, I do feel it's. I think it's a funny thing that I think they put things early in the movie. That kind of. So when it you. happens later, it's like okay, I see. They laid the groundwork. But the but... things is that she's like silly sometimes. Yeah. She's right. fun with her kids. 
which I guess is not a fault of the movie because I I got I mean I was you, like okay yes yes movie you, I understand you, this yeah language. they they show it to you in a way that's like. She's doing these things, but they're not entirely appropriate. But she really, you can't really, well, okay, she does drive her kids into a tornado. Yeah, yeah that was weird as a mom watching that. Maybe, right. Uh, the the d- disregard for the danger of a tornado, maybe that is a little, hold on, Mitzi. That's right. a little bonkers. But I, but I will say, paired with the fact that she was in the middle of a fight with the husband. Okay, I didn't, he didn't stop it. He's just going like, Mitzi, where are so, you going? Okay, in defense of the husband, as someone who was married to someone was who like, was crazy. I like, we're about to be triggered. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there's not a lot you can do to tamp that down. Okay. That is fair, but I'm just saying that they were in the middle of that fight. So it's like, I, I kind but, of, at that point, chalked it up to she was just emotional. Dying in a tornado is better than this. Not thinking it through is where I was going with it, but okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll kill your children in a tornado. How about yeah. that? <laughs> now. Who wins? I've seen mothers do worse. Uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I like how she was like, of course it's not dangerous. I'm your mother. Right. Like, I'm like, oh, this sounds very familiar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah this is yeah. not how that works. I'm like you, what you need, Bert, is a GAL. <laughs> I can I can help you navigate this process. <laughs> so uh, so but Benny is also Bert's best friend and they work together mm-hmm. and whenever Bert gets a new job he makes sure that Benny goes along for the ride well he makes sure I was like well, it was okay. more of a Mitzi Mitzi yeah. was like oh, we can't leave Benny what are you doing yeah so they end up moving to Arizona I feel like I'm skipping things so if I'm missing something just um Paul Dano's the dad and I'll tell you this I don't want to see Paul Dano unless he's playing some weird worm weirdo <laughs> okay, uh, Paul Dano ain't gonna be a creep. Not interested. Okay, <laughs> he's fine in the movie. He's great in the movie. What about when he was? Bri- is Brian Wilson a creep? He's a weirdo. He is a weirdo. So, yeah. but he's not a creep. He but he's a weirdo. One of the boxes. Okay. All right. All right. This movie, sweet, caring father who really doesn't deserve any of the bad things that come his way. For sure. Oh, but sometimes that's the way things go. Oh, I so, don't. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> so this whole movie triggered you a little bit okay yeah <laughs> not saying Mitzi did the wrong thing ultimately I'm just I don't think that father he didn't deserve didn't it didn't do anything to, to make it happen. yeah like if anything she should have done it sooner mm-hmm. right correct like yes. that's it's, but, I, but come on dad was a little bit how do you not see it? How do you not see some of that oh, stuff? Oh, sure. You know? Well, I like I I honestly wonder, and it wasn't necessarily played this way, but I honestly wonder if like he's on the spectrum, right? Like, oh yeah, maybe because like he's computer, he's really good at computers, yeah. and yeah. he's so hyper focused on on his right. job, mm-hmm. and and he definitely enjoys spending time with his family, but I think that like. That part of his world is just like, I have a wife now, she does wife things, and I'm going to go work. And not even in like your stereotypical like human being kind of way. Compartmentalized. Yeah, but he's just like, well, you do home, I do work, and I'm really excelling at work, and we make good money, and this is this is what I bring to the table. And and oh, and, and it's great that my best friend gets to, and you like him too, and we get to hang out all the time, except for about 25 minutes a night when you both disappear. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> I get a break. Yeah. <laughs> I get a break. <laughs> um, I did think they would have put something in to make him seem absent it a little bit. Like, yeah. make it a little bit like, but they never, and maybe that's just because it wasn't that way. I, I don't know. But. Yeah, I, I, I get it doesn't appear to have been, and this part is is absolutely true. Like, his mother did like fall in love with the best friend and the best friend was around all the time. Like that seems to be pretty accurate. She did buy a monkey. I don't know. I haven't been mm. able to, I didn't look up that part. My gut says she did like, so, it just feels it's so over the top yeah. that I almost feel like it almost has to be true. Which city were they living in when they like went on the camping trip? I think that's when they're in Arizona, right? I believe so. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So that was the first move, which is kind of where you were. Yeah. And I feel like the big turning point there was whenever they were at they went camping together and and Benny was there too and then and then she like had this weird moment where she decided to dance in the headlights and yeah. the daughter was like this doesn't make sense you all are crazy. Yeah, the daughter's like this ain't a key party. And she was like dial it down. Mom, you can see through your dress and didn't stop mom, didn't stop anybody watching. Yeah. Well, it didn't stop her son from filming. filming. Mhm. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, I hey, thought, he's an impartial observer. He's right. a he's a he's a filmmaker. You right. know, he's not gonna. He's there for the art. Yes, <laughs> documenting. You can't step in. Yeah, and so that we should say the dad's not a fan of the filmmaking. Oh yeah, he doesn't like he doesn't like it at all. He's like, it's fine. It's a hobby. It's a hobby. That's how he. Regards yeah, he it keeps calling hobby. it a hobby, and because he doesn't see a path to a profession, and he wants his son to be like an engineer or something like he is, and so the the dad's very down on it unless. The mom's gonna dance half naked in front of his best friend. Then mm-hmm. it's okay. Then it's okay. Yeah. So, but and and in fact, he says, "Hey, man, edit, edit this together, dude." <laughs> yeah, he does actually. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it was for that reason, but he did do that. That's not what he told the kid. But <laughs> if I could pop this in whenever I want. <laughs> so that's so he does that after the mom after the mom the mother's mother. Grandma. Dies and she's super depressed and he wants to cheer her up. So he's like, You should edit all this footage together of our camping trip. And the and the son whose name is Sammy is very upset because Well and now by now (laughs) by now Sam slash Sammy is in his teens and he's he's doing his he's very independent and he wants to hang out with his friends. And he's got a a film project that he's put that he's put together that has all these extras involved and he his his films that he's making are getting increasingly elaborate and this one he has like 40 people yeah. showing up so he can film a war movie called escape to nowhere which um is actually a film oh that spielberg made as a child oh or as a teenager and the dad's like well you need to do it right now this weekend cancel that and that you know i, I that was frustrated that part never really gets resolved uh-uh. like he still makes the film but he they never show you like, did the friends come over later? Did, I just assumed did, he rescheduled. Yeah, they didn't say if he pushed it back, if he if he stayed up all night to edit the camping trip together. Like, he, they never really... Right. Yeah, it's a weird uh, kind of... Truly, like, the language of a movie, right? Right. They, that's not how it... You, you don't do a thing where you have this... You introduce this conflict, and then I guess, yeah, have off-screen him go, Oh, it's next week, cool guys? And they all go, <laughs> yeah, it's fine, no problem. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and they they never address it. It's just somehow both of them occur. Yeah. I mean, they did show him working on the movie late at night, so I don't know if you were supposed to take from that that he was up all night. I don't... I guess. I I had the same question. But the dad made it very clear, like, don't do the film. Yeah. Work on the editing. He did. Right? Like, he was like, you cannot do both. 
you have to pick this right. for me. I'm finally letting you work on movies, so you have to... So do the movie that yeah. I want. One of the things I really liked was I, I liked seeing him, like how much he was into the other aspects of the filmmaking. Like the editing and how... Oh, sure, Like people yeah. were oh, really yeah. impressed with like how he made the guns look like they were firing. And like he, like he really understood the effects the, and the, the mechanics mm-hmm. of film and which i i don't really feel like the film itself made this point very clear because they kept talking about how much he's like his mother but he was really a lot like his dad i agree because they talk about he's like his mom because his mom was, was this trained concert pianist and she's like movies are a dream and the dad's like it's 24 frames a second and it's like they, they're, they're gonna be really big but they won't feel like giants because of persistence of vision and like and like and he, the son, Sammy understands all of that intuitively. Is there is the, but is that what it's trying to get at? That he's sort of a combination. Amalgam. <laughs> what is it? Amalgam. Um, an never, amalgam. I should. I should have just not. <laughs> an, an amalgam. <laughs> yes. Because uh, the dad has the conversation in the car about how it's kind of like what I do. You're yeah. Yeah. That's true. I mean, maybe maybe they do. I just. I, I. I thought that there would be a little bit more of that because he is a lot like his dad and he's also hyper fixated on his work he's mm-hmm. also in a very young field mm-hmm. like his dad oh, yeah. Yeah. that's not a stat you know like because they're, they're they keep talking in the around forever yeah they keep talking to film about like the uh benny is like well your dad sees that computers are the future in a way that the people that work at these companies don't even remotely get yet and he sees the future and Spielberg was seeing or Sammy was seeing the future because at this point, I think a lot of people don't really remember that nobody gave much thought to where films came from. Yeah. You know, like it, this is the era and the generation of filmmakers that began to say who made this yeah. movie and and. Oh, John Ford made this movie and John Ford made this other movie and they share these traits and oh, John Ford makes good movies. I should pay more attention to the John Ford movies or the Howard Hawks movies or what have you. And this is the the generation that starts to figure that out and kind of independently all across the country and you start to see the rise of film fanzines and and the, and the this the movie house circuit that would show classic movies and you know, there's this resurgence in the early 70s of like the Marx Brothers films and, and Casablanca and, uh, and Humphrey Bogart. Like all of a sudden in the 70s, like you see all these Humphrey Bogart references start popping up in pop culture. Like there's the what Key Largo song and there's uh, Play It Again. Sam has a Bogart impersonator there. You, you just start seeing that a lot. Yeah. And and it's because people start having a nostalgia for this and this is kind of the the beginning of that but like the dad just sees it as like well i don't know where movies come from but they exist and it's not your problem right <laughs> there's not there's not a business bus- there there's not a business in that kid so don't do it yeah and ironically the dad's doing the same thing <laughs> I mean, yeah right Right, but with computers. I liked watching him edit because I was like, oh my God, cut and paste before cut and paste existed. I mean, that's why it's called cut and paste. I know, but it was just, oof, watching him do that, thinking about how long it takes to edit a podcast, and that's like nothing compared to a movie and yeah. all the edits. Ugh. And and that's why like the, 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 the average length of a shot in a film has gotten so much shorter 
because it's so much easier to edit. Like it used to sure. be, you're taking strips of film, and so to do quick edits, like that's that's part of what makes like the shower scene in Psycho so memorable at the time. I mean, it's still memorable. Obviously, it's a legendary scene, but but all the edits in that little short period of time, like people hadn't really seen anything like that. And so it just like really messed with their heads, just all this information bombarding them in such a short period of time. And now, I mean, entire movies practically look like that, you know, I mean, I like the queen biopic. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or Liam Neeson trying to jump a fence. Yeah. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but now it's, you don't think anything of it. Like you watch an old movie and sometimes those shots, they'll linger for mm-hmm. a minute, minute and a half. And it's not some big establishing tracking shot. It just is. It's just a scene in the movie and there's no reason to cut. So they don't. Where now they're constantly toggling back and forth and showing you other things and establishing shots. It's 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 very different. And I think that's part of what made Spielberg's movies stand out originally is that because he understood that he was more apt to do that or have more scenes that did that. And so his films felt more exciting than the other films of the time. It's, I think it's why a lot of those films you can still watch in a way that the knockoffs or his compatriots you, you, or, or contemporaries or rather you can't, they, they don't hold up as well. His dad created Adobe premiere <laughs> yes. way back in the seventies for, for Sammy. Yeah, couldn't get anyone else to <laughs> hop on board for a long time. But I think that's part of what people don't like because I know some a lot of people aren't really gravitating to this film. I know Kevin didn't like it at all. What? Yeah, and I think it's because a lot of the film buffs want to see more film stuff, and there's not as oh, there's not right. as much film stuff as, as you might expect huh. in a movie like this. Yeah, that's I could see that. I I, I don't know that that would be interesting what, though. What does I think, that mean? What more? I mean, uh, that would be my thing. Like, what are you going to watch him edit? Yeah, for, which hey, I would love to see Spielberg editing yeah. Jaws or something, but I don't think they're going to put that in a, in a theater. Right, right. No, I agree. I don't know what else you would. I mean, I can understand the idea behind it, but no, I don't have an answer to. I what think else it would just be. turn into a collection of anecdotes, and it. I don't know right. that it would be a cohesive narrative in the same way. So, do you guys usually insert opinions there, or do you keep? Yeah, a, we talk about it on. The I fly. didn't know. I didn't yeah. know. Just thanks for listening. All right. Um, interesting. <laughs> I've listened to every episode of the Met you have, Method. I feel like I'm. At that's the, a lie. I feel like I'm at the dinner scene right now. <laughs> yeah, you know, talking about that. If you buy a monkey, I'm buying a monkey. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! Stop! <laughs> Embarrassing me. <laughs> but it is triggering because my ex-wife would do that. She didn't buy she a monkey. Buy a cat. She would buy she would animals. Buy when she get would get mad at me. I would come home and there would just be a new animal in the house because she knew I hated cats. And so I'd come home and there'd just be a cat. <laughs> so it really was triggering for him. And I'm just like, <laughs> but I, don't, I don't want a cat. And then, now yeah. You have one. And then she goes crazy, literally, and skates. And I'm left, not, with, left a cat. with a cat. Oh, no. So now I'm stuck because I, I can't get rid of a cat because the kids like the cat. So now I'm taking care of this cat I never wanted. Because you're a nice That was guy. punishment for something I didn't do. Yeah, that she does. thought I did. Yeah, you can see why the yeah. Yeah. so spineless Paul Dano right yeah. here. <laughs> He's definitely not. I need a trench coat and a fedora. <laughs> so when the son's editing the camping trip, yeah, he through the magic of film realizes Benny is balls deep in his mom, <laughs> which is they're like 
hugging and smooching right there. I know. Yeah. I, I was funny... like, how are you, how did it take this movie right. for you to see this? It's... I said that to Tom. But I think it because he's a kid, right? And when you're a kid, <laughs> Benny's always always around. You don't think anything of it because you're a kid and that's normal to you because it's all you know. Back to my original point, how did the dad not pick that's it up? That's what I'm <laughs> saying. And I, I think you're right that his social skills are uh, different right. than most people, but but they don't necessarily say that in the film. I don't know. It's just, I whatever. Again, it's also like, we got to show this somehow, and this is how. And they got to make sure that we understand that's what it is, you know? Because, yeah, right. if he just, like, touches your shoulder, it's going to be like, geez, kid, you're <laughs> a little, little much. Dial but, it uh, down. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, it is, I mean, they're, like, five feet away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he, like, catches them holding but hands. But I think it's... And- but- the, but they're for the most part that any single element because it's a hand a qu- like a come here handhold right he puts his hand on her there's waist. just a comfort it's and like familiarity in how they touch as, yeah. it's not like he's like grabbing her butt and or, honestly they didn't according to the mom they never did have sex i mean that's what yeah. the mom told the kid yeah. so that's what i'd tell my kid too it's <laughs> <laughs> what not i was buying it that's what I was told. <laughs> did, did did Mitzi also say that she never did math in a Motel Eight? <laughs> was my friends. Yeah. So, but any any like singular. little moment, any singular thing, and like it's it's his filmmaking that exposes it. Like right as he's editing and he's collecting all these scenes, and he's just like, oh, that's that's not good. He sees he sees. Whoa. He sees the B story, right? <laughs> and the B story becomes the A story. Did you think, I thought for a minute the way they, so he, he shows the camp footage, right. right? To the whole family, Benny's there. I thought for a second, I'm like, oh Is this like no. a reveal? Sam, don't do it. I know, I was thinking the same thing. I, I, I thought the same thing, that it's going to be a big F you and he's going to yeah. like just edit the whole thing together to look even worse. Yes, yeah. like let um, it play. And he didn't. He no. did not. Good on good on him. Yeah. yeah. So uh so but he now he's really mad at the mom and he like, yeah. won't talk to her or when he does talk to her he's really douchey. Yeah. Teenagers. Yeah. That didn't happen with mine. Then he pays for it. He does. Yeah. She slaps him right in the back. Right in the back. Right yeah. in the back. <laughs> that was weird. It was weird. That's one of those things that I think this must have happened. Right, because it's so weird. Yeah. Because she like goes to smack him in his face and he spins to duck to like avoid it yeah. and she smacks him on the back to where there's like a like a Looney Tune yeah. style handprint. Oh, she was going for it. Like he was yeah. like his mom is secretly Tex Avery. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh that yeah, I'm like I'm like, I think that one must be true because it's yeah. so ridiculous uh-huh. otherwise. Yeah, I agree. Because he just could have slapped him in the face. It's all the same thing, right? right? right. I was like, like if, if you ha- if you had that kind of a swing and you smacked him in the face, that's you, gonna leave a mark. She'd have knocked him out. How would that? What's even the? Because to get him in the back, the physics seems back. weird. It does. I you know I almost wonder if like if it's true and not true at the same time. <laughs> if like because he, she he, slapped him on right. the back. But and, it but wasn't he, that bad. He probably wouldn't have been able to see his own back. So, like, it's more oh, like yeah. this is how it felt <laughs> to me. Right. The red handprint yeah. of shame. And, or maybe and, she hit him with, like, a 
bat or something. Or an and anvil. He's like, I can't say that. I can't yeah. put that can't in a movie. Can't go that far. She threw a monkey at him. <laughs> oh, yeah. He was hit by a young Mickey Dolenz. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's two. That's, that's two. <laughs> What was the first one? I forget, but one more and I walk. Okay. <laughs> one, if, I, if I mutter in another, all right. <laughs> mad at you. So he's mad at Mitzi, and uh, and then they end up moving to California, right? Right. Like, so right. the dad gets offered a job at IBM. Benny isn't good enough to go to IBM. Mm-hmm. And, and, and isn't, I took it also that, Mitzi feels now that she has to separate from Benny because that's the only... Yeah. Well, he gets offered the job and Mitzi says, no, we're not going. Right. And then then, you have the smack incident and then then Sammy shows her the film. Because she's like, what is the deal, kid? And like, let's have a talk. And then that's when he shows her all the cut pieces that he cut out. Right. And she was mortified, as she should be. And then she agrees, like, "Oh, we'll go to California <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. put distance between." And and it gives, it gives her an out to get away from Benny, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because it's like, well, you can't go to IBM because you're too stupid. Yeah, I'm sure. She said it just yeah. like that. Just like you're that. too stupid, and I'm going to stop having sex with you. Yeah, so, just like that. Which we're not. Good Again, day to you, sir. Supposedly they weren't having. Supposedly sex. they did not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. They end up in California, and now everybody's miserable. Yeah. Except for Bert. And this is when they got the monkey. Right. This is where the monkey comes in. Yeah. So. Because she's so depressed. She can't get out of bed. She can't pack or unpack. She can't cook food. She can't do anything. And uh, her solution was to get a monkey. Was to get a monkey. I mean, I've never tried it. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, they are cute. I think it would definitely. You got to live with one. Change it up. It would change for sure. It would change it up. I also think it would be very destructive if you were trying to keep things calm. It feels like that would not be the way to go. Yeah, that's definitely a way to introduce chaos into yeah. the situation. They can unscrew light bulbs. Yes, apparently, yeah. and throw them at you. Yeah. 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 yeah, at least it's not their own poop. That's true. I'd rather it, take it a does, light bulb. It does, throw, and it does throw its own poop. Oh, yeah. that's right. As we are yeah. alerted well, to it at the dinner scene. That's true. Because they run out of light bulbs. <laughs> yeah, well, see, okay. So yeah. you keep that. You learn as you go. You right. keep it stocked in light bulbs. <laughs> it's going to be one or the other. I'm going to put the cage together before <laughs> you get the monkey. Yeah, what is that about, though? So, yes, if you're going to buy a monkey, assemble the cage prior to monkey arrival. Who doesn't do that? See that Mits- was the that was the time Mitzi I knew she Fableman. Was, that's when I knew mm-hmm. she was crazy. Any <laughs> self-respecting mom, you buy the cage before you buy the right. animal. Like you just do. I won't. And how does that? Where do you buy a monkey? I was just <laughs> thinking that. Where do you buy the monkey? Felt like that shouldn't have been a legal transaction. No, and but they probably didn't have rules like that back then. Really? I mean, yeah. Like they, the government wasn't like, what if somebody buys a monkey? It's not like they have a monkey store. What did she just do? Go to the zoo and well, steal one? But they are in California, so it's like they're close to show business. They said they're what an hour away from L.A. Something All like right. that. So Maybe. there's probably people there with monkeys. Okay. For show business stuff. Well, yeah. You just tell them it's for a commercial. Yeah. By the cage there, I guess they have cages ready to go. Well, not ready to go. Not ready to ready, go. Ready to sell. Well, right. Build it home. Well, I think that's where that's the business model, right? You don't really make a lot of money on the monkey itself. It's the cage. It's the cages. It's the monkey kibble. Oh, it's, and it's like, hey, we no, we flat pack these. We don't assemble them. That's where we save the right. money. <laughs> huh. It's a profit scheme. So, 
That yeah. seemed very short-sighted. It did. It did. A lot of things Mitzi did. Yeah. You look like you forgot where you were. No, I'm just feeling triggered again. Oh. There's a lot of parallels. Yeah, there are, actually. Because when my ex-wife went through all this, she ended up with a monkey on her back. <laughs> so there's there's a, there's just a lot. <laughs> so... So now they're uh, they're going to school, public school, and where whatever part of California they're at. But now, oh yeah, now they, everybody knows that he's Jewish. They and don't like, have Jews in California. They're mad at him. They're the first Jews ever in the history of California, and so they're dealing with all the, all they, of that. Yeah, it's awful. Uh, but presumably they must have lived in a, in a more densely populated Jewish area in New Jersey. I suppose and Arizona. So. Yeah, it's uh, knowing uh, the nothing. The Arizona ab- part kind of messed me up about that. I would have expected that in Arizona, sure. not California. Well, it doesn't shock me in California. In New Jersey, I get because it's really close to New York, and, and that's obviously always has a, a very large Jewish population. I I wouldn't have thought Arizona would have had a large Jewish population. Maybe they do. I I have no idea. I we're looking at you like yeah, nothing. Explain Judaism to us, man. Yeah. So. And where the major population centers are. Everything I know about it, I learned from the bullies in this movie. So I probably shouldn't <laughs> okay, really okay. go into They were it. terrible bullies, weren't they? I thought they were great bullies. I think they <laughs> really went after the right things, really uh, uh, physically imposing mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. as mentally. All right. Um, terrible people. Okay, okay. Great bullies. Great bullies. Great bullies. All, right. All right. So I will say this. I am looking at a thing from... JewishVirtualLibrary.org. Okay. And this is cities with the largest Jewish populations in America. Now, this is current, but you would think it's probably been relatively consistent. I've not been made aware of any large Jewish migrations in the U.S. in the last 60 years, so I'm thinking it was probably at least proportionally consistent. I think that's a fair so, assumption. Uh, on this list, Phoenix comes in at number 10. Really? Yeah. Okay. So right. well, it goes go. New York, L.A., Chicago, Dallas, Houston, Washington, Philadelphia, Atlanta, Miami, Phoenix. Hmm. Well, I don't remember where they were in California. So They just said they when he goes to L.A. to break into movies at the end, didn't they say it was about an hour away? I thought that's what they said. <laughs> okay. I think you're right because it was like 45 minutes. Like he was driving back and forth to school. He drove three hours to school. That's right. That's crazy. That's right. Yeah, it is crazy. St. Louis is number 21. All right. right Anybody cares. I think it's just University City making up. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's very dense there. That's for sure. So, um, so they're going to school and the uh, the the kids are very anti-Semitic. At least this one particular click and you do start to see themes that pop up in Spielberg movies as the movie progresses right like bully the bully kids you mm-hmm. see bully kids pop up a lot you see um, uh, there's always parent stuff <laughs> absent fathers or fathers oh, yeah. that yeah, yeah. you know that that there's conflicts with yeah um, it's so you you do kind of see some of that origin story of where Spielberg gets that stuff from but Mitzi kind of got an ET face. <laughs> Beautiful woman. I, don't get me wrong. But like if, okay, you know when ET's dressed up like the sexy lady for a second? Kind of like that. Okay. 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 Kind of like that. The dancing scene, particular. Yeah. Now yeah, that you yeah. say that, the and, nightgown. And Benny's fingers light her yeah. up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
<laughs> so there's that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. So he he ends up with these bullies at school, and and uh, there's he meets the two girls, right? The 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 bullies are at, are are doing the bully thing, and they want him to say that he killed Christ, mm-hmm. yeah, which is a very offensive old Jewish trope, anti-Jewish trope, and and he won't say it, and then the girls take his the girlfriends of these guys or the one girlfriend of the lead bully is He's very like, you're boring me i don't like this is like are you talking to me or about the movie <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for clarifying that. um it can be two things yeah yeah doesn't have to be either you always or. say that to me is it have to be either or doesn't have to be either or so they don't want she doesn't like how they're they're treating him. She, this is offensive to her sensibilities, like especially as I think just as over the top as they are. I don't think she's necessarily a great defender of the Jews as much as it's just they're like punching him and being like exceedingly bully esque. Yeah. yeah. And so Spielbergian correct. bullies. He ends up because he's seen this. The I've, Chad Logan and Chad are the two. Bullies. Chad? Yeah, that's what it says. I don't remember them saying his name. Yeah. <coughs> that's very funny that they just picked bully news. Yeah, those are yeah. <laughs> so Now he, I'm being triggered. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so he had seen I think Logan was the the good looking bully. That's interesting because Logan is the Chad. So it's interesting that he would be named Logan. <laughs> He had seen him making out with a different girl in the hallway yeah. and rats him out to the girl, right? which ends the bullying in the moment, but then makes it worse for him because now he has to go back to her and convince her that he was lying or the or Logan's going to be even meaner to him, right? Mm-hmm. And so he goes back, he walks it all back, and the girlfriend doesn't believe any of it. But now she's like, he kind of ends up accidentally ingratiating himself with them, and so she ends up fixing him up with this other g- girl. I thought it was the other girl. Was it not the other girlfriend? Must I don't think blinked. she was a girl. I don't friend. think she was a girlfriend. I think she was Logan's girlfriend's friend, but okay. she wasn't yeah. a girlfriend of one of the bullies. Which okay. also, to me, feels like this must be true. Because it would be the Logan girlfriend that he would get with right in a in a movie in a movie, movie oh like i get what you're saying them. yeah he'd like steal his girlfriend and now we got karate kid going on right yeah. right yeah. yeah i i think that they're probably i think there's probably truth to this i feel like they're playing up how much she's into jesus <laughs> oh sure sure because I, yeah, yeah you when you see how much she's into jesus like she like she totally <laughs> wants him she's like into Jesus. <laughs> yeah. She wants Jesus up in her stigmata. Yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> the, the, the thing above her bed, the heart around the Yeah, and she's got a, and like her crucifix has Jesus like <laughs> totally buff. <laughs> He's got a six pack and and but she like <laughs> You kind of get the vibe that she's into this kid. She's into Sammy because he's Jewish, because Jesus was Jewish. And so, like, that's hot to her. And also the, I can convert him. Yes. And the the power of converting him. She wanted to save him. him. Yeah. (laughs) And so they end up basically making out all the time because that's going to convert him. She's going to save a Jew. I mean, 
Yeah. <laughs> Not a bad way to, to do it. I, I love how he just goes with it. Yeah. He's like, okie dokie. <laughs> there was certainly a time in my life I probably would have signed up for just about any religion. And, <laughs> yeah. And that time would have been when you were a 17 year old boy. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, she is like uh, just Looney Tunes. So he ends up to, in- to ingratiate himself with the school. They want him to film their what their senior skip day, skip day beach wh- day which thing, is like yeah. an authorized it's field day or every school calls it something different but they're all going to go to the beach and they want him to film it he wants no part of it but it turns out the new girlfriend her dad has access to a state-of-the-art camera yeah and a state-of-the-art editing bay and he is in and he's and so against his better judgment he decides to do it so he he ends up crafting this this skip day film and in creating a lot of he he does this thing where you I, I like that you you'd see them where they kept plopping ice cream on yeah. people and you didn't know why and then when he when they when he shows the finished film in the editing room he made it look like he would show a seagull flying over and then cut to them and you would see the ice cream falling and it would look like the bird pooped on them <laughs> and I just love like the just the fun of how he's crafting yeah. that in the editing room yeah that he's envisioning film but he also he also made logan out to be a hero yeah like so there's competitions as part of that and there's a, a race and logan wins it but the way he films logan like it looks like triumph of will <laughs> you know <laughs> and and logan gets very put off by that and he's not a not a fan of that which i thought was a weirder action i this part felt fake to didn't me. understand why it. he got so upset totally and I thought there would be some sort of reveal or something <laughs> like he would say like because he starts saying like I actually suck <laughs> like well okay well, what do you mean <laughs> I, th- I think he like he's upset according to the film he's upset because he knows what a he's been to this kid and this kid still made this movie that made yes. him look like this amazing athlete and hero and and it made the other guy the he made the other bully look awful, but right. he made this guy look good. And Sammy's response is like, "That's not me. That's just you look like that on film. Like that's there's something about you that shines through in film." But that's no, not entirely he true. He edited that. Yeah, because I mean, and and he's there get, were other people there. He he's could've. filming him from below, so he looks bigger and majestic, and like he's doing things and. I, so I don't know if it's that even he doesn't realize what what he's doing mm-hmm. or I don't know. The whole thing felt weird because I just felt like he didn't give him a real answer. Like it was just a bull answer. Yeah. That's how it sounded to me. Yeah. And I don't really I still I don't fully understand. I just can't see the bully not thinking he's that guy already. Yeah. You know, like I think he just would have been like, of course, the, the way awesome. they've set him up. Yeah, right. I'm great. I'm cool. And and unless and maybe you know maybe they're putting more. Uh, uh, um, they expect us to understand that there maybe there's a home life thing or something, and they don't need to say it. Yeah, I mean a lot. Of, they always say a lot of bullying comes from insecurity. So maybe it it made him feel weird to see himself projected in a way that he didn't see himself. Mm-hmm. But it seems like a lot of insight for a kid like that mm-hmm. in 19. 19- Fifty yeah. eight or mm-hmm. whenever it was supposed to be. Yeah, I'm not buying that either. I guess sixty two. S- suddenly, was he was enlightened? I didn't. No, it was well. 64. They actually too. 
there, there was supposed to be a lot more Logan in that beach day, but the animatronic Logan didn't work. <laughs> so he had, and to, so he yeah. ended up looking a lot better. There was a, there was an animatronic Logan that was going to slip and fall and look like an idiot. <laughs> so he had always to go with the what way. He had. he had to go with what he always had. Always the way. So the film's a big hit. Um, and then Mitzi announces that she's leaving. Yeah. And she's moving away. Because to, she misses Benny. To go be with Benny. And so now he stays behind in California with dad living in an apartment. They're a little vague on where the daughters. I guess the daughters. No, the daughters went with the, the daughters mom go because back. the picture showed up yeah. in the mail. That's right. That's right. right. The daughters were in that picture. So the daughters go back and and he stays in California with the dad and he's going to college but he's miserable and he basically confesses to his dad how miserable he is Mm -hmm. and that he's like can i please just go try to do film like i don't want to do this anymore and he's sending out all these applications to try to get hired and he gets a response after an emotional scene with the dad where well the dad already knew it was there yeah like you could tell i I, because as soon as the dad said because the dad was like yeah he's like the dad's like um yeah the mail's on the counter did you look at the mail yet like and then like just goes on like they didn't just have that big argument he knew that was in the mail before that argument oh i'm sorry no i was just gonna say and i i always i took it as that's why he was like do your film thing you got a response that that scene is the closest so first of all i don't know tom if we have been on a biopic episode we did because we did the weird al i talked all about it i hate a biopic yeah (laughs) i that's not but weird al's not really no 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 weird al was great that was very funny uh, particularly because I hate a biopic. Right. <laughs> if you're good, I think this is the way to do it. If you want to do, especially the whole the whole lifespan thing. Right. Because then you can change things more freely to make it seem more like a movie and not shove all this stuff into one thing. This is the scene where they kind of went and did like three things in one little yeah. time frame where I was like, careful. Right. <laughs> Careful, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> you button up right against it. Yeah. So then he he gets off. It was weird. He gets offered to go work at CBS on the sh- it's They show him going to Universal Studios and he's talking to the guy who's the creator of Hogan's, Hogan's Heroes. But then the guy says, but I don't have any work for you, but maybe next year. I didn't quite understand. Yeah. Um, but I guess I understood. OK, he's kind of around the stuff. Yeah, but I I do know that Spielberg somehow weaseled his way into the Universal lot back in the day, and they just kind of let him walk around. And everybody was aware of him, and they knew that he was this kind of wonder kid Mm. who knew a lot about film. And back at a time when it was hard to know a lot about film, you know, know, because you do need to keep in mind that like this is pre-internet, obviously, and and you couldn't just Google it. You couldn't just Google it. There weren't a lot of scholarly books written about it. There were. So if someone shows up knowing a lot of things, mm-hmm. they've they've amassed that piecemeal through a lot of very different sources. And so um, I know that he, like I said, used to hang out in the Universal lot frequently. I don't know. I'm I'm assuming the Hogan's Heroes thing is true because it's such a hyper specific reference point in a real yeah show. and a real thing. Yeah. So it, I and then they sent him over to like so right next uh, right across the office from Hogan's Heroes is the office of John Ford, um, who they refer to as the greatest director of all time when it's Howard Hawks. But um, 
Uh, but John Ford's really good, no slouch. And you had seen a John Ford movie early in the film because you see there's a scene where he's watching a film and he's watching yeah. uh, The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance, which is a really, really good movie, and you should see it even if you don't like Westerns. But John Ford made Stagecoach and The Searchers and just all sorts of, uh, what, uh, trying to think what else, but uh, Grapes of Wrath, lots of, lots of good ones. I saw the poster. Yeah, in his office, <laughs> and it's uh, 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 the director that played Ford in the movie. Um, I didn't know David who Lynch. Was. Is that who that was? Yeah, it is David Lynch. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, it was. And so, and I feel like I've read this anecdote before, so I think it's real. But Ford is. You think I thought this was going to end with Ford offering him a job, but it does not. But Ford shows him a painting, and he's like, "Where's the horizon?" <laughs> and he's like, "It's." In the distance, or he's like, it's high, and he's like, right, and he's like, and he shows him another painting. He's like, where's the horizon? He says, it's, it's low, it's at the bottom of the frame, and he's, and then he's like, the horizon's at the top, it's interesting. The horizon's at the bottom, boring. No, it's interesting. Oh, if the horizon's in the middle, (laughs) boring. See, and that you would have been, I would have thrown out of the office. I would have been thrown out. Now get out! <laughs> and he kicks. He him only out. made it a couple seconds. Well, yeah. In in every Spielberg movie, the horizon, very bottom, very top, yeah. never in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> and so, but I I do say I got to say I love this last shot of the movie as he's very excited that he got to meet John Ford because he knows exactly who he is and and he's super excited and you know you get the feeling that he's on his way and he walks out and he's got this jaunty little walk almost Chaplin esque and and as they frame the shot. The horizon's right in the middle, and then the camera adjusts. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then that's how the movie ends. I loved it. I love that ending. I thought that ending was great. I love the the hat tip from the filmmaker mm-hmm. himself. Like, nope, fixing it. Yeah, like that's that's what I do now. I, I like this I movie. Loved, I loved this movie. I, I I would be surprised if anybody hated it. I, I mean, I I whatever. I don't. I'm not going to be talking about the balder flaws and. <laughs> <laughs> two three years or yeah. anything but i had uh, fun watching it I yeah guess. i did too like i i get some of the complaints about it's they want to see more about spiel they want to see more john ford anecdotes and i don't think you do i don't think so either i think if you got that movie you'd be disappointed in it and it would just feel like a bunch of name dropping especially because you're like well of course steven spielberg has met a lot of famous people i mean that's a documentary right like, right i don't think that's a narrative movie for sure and and there is a spielberg documentary that you can go watch if he wanted that to be the case he wouldn't have made it a fictional rendition of it he would have he would have done yeah the documentary i think people are mad at this movie the people who are mad at this movie are mad at this movie because it's not a great movie it's just a good movie yeah it is just a good movie and it's ultimately it's a fairly small film and you don't get a lot of small films from spielberg i think i you can make the argument that you've never gotten a small Mm -hmm. film from spielberg and i think this is as close as you'll probably get to one. This felt loving. This felt like it did. this felt like he had a lot of heart that went into it. Yeah. Did you um the sister, dark-haired sister. Okay. Watching the this one movie. that said she was crazy about they were all crazy for watching him dance. I think so. Okay. Yeah. This whole movie. Who is this girl? I know this girl. So, I did figure it out. I think you should leave the Tim Robinson sketch show. Okay, I have not seen it. It's very funny. Yeah. She's in the Tammy Craps sketch. And she's well, and the thing is, she plays a really weird little girl in it. <laughs> yeah. So so 
now I'm like, you know, you, you see someone do two different kinds of things. You're like, they're really good actors. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yeah. Uh, but also in the scene where um, it's right after the parents uh, tell him that they're splitting up. Mm hmm. He goes upstairs. He's watching his beach movie, editing the beach movie. She comes upstairs. She is dressed exactly like Tina Belcher on Bob's Burgers <laughs> in a way that I am like, is this on purpose? <laughs> She's not wearing a skirt, but it is like it's a light blue right. shirt, the dark blue pants. She's got thick framed glasses, similar hair. So bravo! I mean, yeah. that's I great. can't get her to watch Bob's Burgers. No. She oh. hates. She I, hates that kind of animation it's style. The animation that drives. I can't me get her to watch bonkers. BoJack Horseman. It's like she doesn't like like funny and charming yeah. and also warm and uh, wow. wonderful animation. Wow. That's why she's with me. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pr- prickly and yes. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, overall, I like the movie. I think it's it's ultimately kind of maybe a slight film. Like it's not. I don't know that I would go back and watch it a million times like a Jaws or, a, you know, but it's, I don't know that it's designed to be. But I en- I enjoyed this movie for what it was. I did, too. Yeah. I I mean, yeah, I've watched <laughs> worse for this very podcast. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I think it's kind of a classic example of when an A student turns in B work, they get a C. And I think that's <laughs> yeah. what's... I will agree with yeah. you there. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think uh, th- this isn't a movie I would uh, necessarily, like, search out on my own yeah but if i did if we were just like yeah let's go see a movie that'll be fun and we went and saw this i wouldn't be going ah man what a waste of of my time time waste of money yeah yeah. totally so uh anyway i guess that's it for this one let's go on the table and everyone can say where to find them you'll never find me they can't (laughs) they won't be able to do it good luck okay and you uh, Facebook.com slash Crystal D. O'Keefe or you can find me on Instagram and Twitter and the Peloton leaderboard at Clip Out Crystal. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. Find the show online Facebook.com slash Real Spoilers. While you're there, like the page, join the group and don't forget to check out our Patreon Patreon.com slash Real Spoilers. So that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, the shark is named Bruce. Get ready for a spoiler Won't say it twice cause we're Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.